DNA is a familial match. Toad, you are the father of this baby. You are the father! Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kayvaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we talk to you about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors that we watched. And we are in the Melbourne Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. I have Kate. Hi. And a new guest, one of our comrades, a winner from the Australian Podcast Awards from the podcast Across the Aisle. I've got Carla Donnelly. Hello. Hi. Hi. Very excited to be here. Congrats on Across the Isles Award. Oh, thank you very much. It's the Arts and Entertainment Award. Yes, that's right. And we met you and Phil of the Sparkly Jacket fame. Oh, that's right. That Phil, yes. Yes. On the very award. upstagey. I said never again. <laughs> I want you to clear your costume with me before we go to something together. No, when I saw him in the crowd, I said, Vaya, we have to interview that man. <laughs> exactly. I don't know that's who what he I'm is. saying. How dare he? <laughs> And you guys go and see a whole lot of theatre, crap ton of theatre in in Melbourne and review it. And Carla and I this week (laughs) went to see a little piece of theatre because I said on the night, next time a neighbour's person is on in a play, we will go to it. And it just so happened that we were both going to see Puffs Mm. starring Rob Millsy Mills. Mm. Carla, since you're the expert in the room, would you want to explain (laughs) Puffs? I can't. (laughs) I, I may see a lot of theatre, but I this is a Harry Potter adjacent storyline and I've never read Harry Potter or watched a movie, so I had no idea what was going on except for the incredibly thirsty lady who was sitting next to me screaming about Millsy the whole time. <laughs> so what I thought we would do before we chat Neighbours is Carla and I will run you through our experience at Puffs and I really felt for Carla because I, lo- <laughs> I love Harry Potter and my brother and I were all about it. The, like I was delighted by Puff. So it's basically everything that would happen to the really to the loser house, to Hufflepuff, while all the other kids at school were off saving the world and getting into adventures. And so the whole thing is, it's like Wicked, how it's the, from the perspective of the witch. Okay, so what, what does Millsy do? Oh, Millsy. What doesn't he do? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I um I went to I saw Carla take out a notepad and start writing notes and I thought I better take out a notepad and write notes too. And I did. Was and it I, all just like I heart Millsy? Well I the only note I wrote for the entire play was the word Cedric. That's right. That was his character's that's name. Millsy's character, he, mm. who is one of the main characters in Harry Potter in the fourth book, played by in on the big screen old mate Robert Pattinson. Oh, ah. old Twilighty guy. Yeah. I feel like, I don't, I don't know, Carla, what you think, but in a pre-Millsy era in Australian theatre, I feel like there's all these roles that have sprouted that are kind of perfect for him because he was Fierro in Wicked. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I need this education. <laughs> yeah. But he's in like every bloody, um, like he was in In the Mood. I, I only know this because I see like the late night TV ads for it. But like okay. he's in like all these kind of like 30s. Well, he's kind of, of Rob Guest. Light, poor man, Rob Guest, you know, like I think that's kind of where they're positioning him in the musical theatre world. Oh, he'd be a great um, 
I no, I was gonna say. <laughs> That's, no, what, that's what, what two Rob Guest basically yeah, was. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was going to fast forward it to the biopic of Rob Guest's life. Starring- oh, shut the front door! <laughs> oh, like like Delta in you Meowed better, Olivia. You heard it here first. You better sell that idea. How did how did Millsy not be John Travolta in the Olivia movie? <laughs> yeah, because he was uh, he was Danny in Greece yes. on stage. Yeah, and he was in the Legally Blonde movie. And I just feel like I don't know. In a time before Millsy, I don't remember all these kind of Millsy-esque. I don't even know how to describe them because Cedric was kind of the pretty boy on campus and so was Fierro. It was almost like Cedric is high school version of uni Fierro. But he he makes an entrance, like he walks in and the whole... Through the crowd. Through the crowd, Mm. yeah. And the crowd erupts. The thing is about Millsy, which is hard to explain to the UK viewers, is that he's just kind of... He's he's well-loved, isn't he? Don't you reckon? Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) You don't, you don't I, love him more. Oh, I, 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 I literally have no opinions on Millsy. Oh, like okay. I, I've, I've, he, got a, I've got a quiet affection for him. He's peri- he so peripheral to me. Like I don't know whether it's just because I'm a little bit older in terms of when he was sort of more in the in the scene, or I didn't see any of those musicals. So uh, he's like a very kind of I know who he is, but I barely know anything about him. So he's on my periphery as well. But I, I've got a soft spot for him. I think. Mm. Particularly since he started playing, he started playing evil Millsy in Erinsborough, which we'll get to. But Carla, so as someone who doesn't know Harry Potter from a bar of soap, how did you find the Puffs experience? Um, so I think the best way I can explain it is, is like I see a lot of theatre. I love going to the theatre. The primary reason why I love going to the theatre, this kind of like collective, collective moment that we get to share as a bunch of people and. Um, The thing that I loved the most about going to that show was it was a bunch of people who I don't normally go and see shows with. This is like a whole different audience that I never see. Right. And the enthusiasm and how much they love the show and like – the like the noise that they were making was so out of control to me like I'd never experienced anything like it and it was like going to what I imagine going to sports like but at the theater (laughs) (laughs) um and it was really infectious and everybody loved like I'm like ah you know like everyone's pissing themselves but I have no idea what's going on but Everyone was having such a great time and I found that really uplifting. Like I had a great time because oh, of good. that. Oh, yeah. good. I was worried because yeah. my even my brother nudged me a few times and said, How'd you, how's your friend going? She doesn't <laughs> know the show. And um, I was one of those people making noise. I was hooting and cackling because it's designed so that it's jam-packed full of in-jokes for people. It's that, almost panto, really. Yeah. yeah. To the point where there was almost call and response happening. And, but then, and I won't spoil it for people, you should definitely go Harry Potter enthusiasts uh, I feel I almost feel like it's part of the canon. Yeah, and I'll, I've seen a few people online re- refer to it like anything that happens in Puffs is canon because <laughs> it's just so beloved okay. by the fans. And there is a turning point. A lot of people know what happens to Cedric if they follow the story, but Millsy then returns in the second act in another way, and I won't spoil it, but it's pretty great. It's pre- and he just he's really camp and brilliant in yeah. the second act as well. I gotta say. Uh, but I actually thought it was going to be a musical, so I was disappointed there was no singing. Yeah, I was a bit – it kind of – yeah, I was a bit yeah, surprised by that as well. Mm. Yes, I thought it was adorable and the season got extended as well. So if, you, if you're in Melbourne, in St Kilda, what's the Kate, the neighbour's connection to St Kilda? Do we know? Is there anyone? 
I don't think there is. Not, oh. not from memory, only that the neighbours' pub night was, oh, in, yeah. was in St Kilda. You're right. And um, I think Dippy and Shane oh. went oh, to see know, a play there. Of course. And we cannot forget that Sonia used to live in St Kilda during her troubled years. <laughs> oh, and when, on, okay. on her arrest warrant, I think she lived in East St Kilda. Okay, so. that makes sense. Mm. That's what I was angling was, for. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of got the dark... The darkness from this week's of watching everything's anonymous yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah yeah. yeah. yes we will get to it so um top night out puffs and go to our website i'll post some pictures of carla and i there and some lovely pictures of uh milsey as cedric also do you know who else was in it kate beck bad girl beck from Erinsborough High, who was ah. uh, swept up in the fake ID racket, and I oh the the ethnic criminal yes <laughs> she was racially profiled criminal, but she <laughs> she was one of the Hufflepuffs, and I was thrilled to see her as well. So we must now segue into a bit of Evil Millsy work on Tuesday. We're gonna usually we deep dive on one episode from the week, but the week before last was a pretty epic episode. There was a danceathon. <gasps> In Erinsborough, um, just on on a pathway. It was like they, they shoot horses, don't they? Except no one died. <laughs> uh, someone came close to it. Let's just say we've never had a character crap their pants on screen before. Okay. Till, what, till... in a dance-a-thon? Yes, yeah, so yeah. it was an adult. It wasn't Jesus a baby. Christ. Yeah, yeah. They danced so hard or they were no, so nervous? No, oh, they were kind of <laughs> spiked by um, too much marathon gel, which apparently has a laxative effect. What is marathon gel? Yeah, what's uh, that? I think it's just like squeezy baby food, but with like lots of... Kilojoules. Is it kind of like a so, pre-workout formula thing I think, or I think if you're running a marathon and you desperately need new, more fuel, uh, you, okay. you suck down one of these sure, and it sure. gives you a bit more energy boost. Yeah, okay. So wow. coming <laughs> off the back of that, everything, anything was going to be a letdown. But we're just going to touch on, to compare Evil Millsy, who I met after the show and he's obviously delightful because he gave me the time of day, and <laughs> he is eating up playing Evil Millsy. He's just, you can tell, the minute you mention it, he's just got this grin on his face and he can't wait to talk about how much fun I it lo- is. I love it how he responds on his social media to, to critics of, of Finn. Yeah, because yeah. everything he does can be criticised and he defends all of it. It's quite amazing. Tuesday the 3rd of July, back into the storyline with Milsey and his ex's sister, who's now his fiance, B. Now, Carla, how did you find, how was your way in here? Ah, so that's why she's, they're keeping the wedding a secret because, yes. okay. So no one knows that they're even together, let alone no, engaged. Correct. No one even knows that he is Finn, so he's Patrick. We'll give you some backstory in a second, but what were your reactions off the bat? Okay, so this is the first episode of Neighbours I think I've watched since about 1996. Amazing. So, um, Well, the Kennedys are still there. Toadie's still there. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, I've got – and Paul Robinson who Mm -hmm. left and then came back, but he's still there. So it was an absolute head fucking half, if I can say that. Of course. Because I'm about the same age as Toadie. Yeah. So yeah. it's like going into some parallel universe and watching. I'm like, is that my life now? What happened yeah, to yeah. me? Hey, you know? uh, I've got a baby. I am the same age as Toadie. <laughs> and yeah, he's got like a adoptive son who's in uni. I'm like, do I look like I've had a hard life on meth for about 10 years? <laughs> well, that's his, that's his missus, to be <laughs> oh, fair. Oh, that's right. Um, Maybe he's had some sympathy pains. <laughs> so it was um, all very familiar and all very strange mm. at the same time. What I found most intriguing was 
sort of uh, what are upper middle bogan aspiration in terms of interior design and you know exterior design in terms of the other sets that they use yeah. like Harold's Cafe I found that fascinating absolutely fascinating and just the whole sort of comparison between like was it like this when I was a kid was it this cheesy was it oh, no you know, it was cheesier, a cheesier yeah yep. and, it's kind of mellowed out over the years and gutted over no saxophone in the in the song anymore. Yeah, that was the hey, that was the heyday, yeah. the nineties incarnation of that theme song. <laughs> but I'm, I'm look, I'm always disappointed they don't have the uh, at the start. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit vanilla. The theme song. They've revamped the credits over the years. It's time to revamp the theme song. Yeah, it's all very fantastic furniture. The whole vibe, <laughs> like the, the new song or the everybody's hair. That you know, Susan practically has a rude girl haircut. Like it's almost like a mullet at the back, a little bit like a rat's tail. <laughs> so it's just been it was amazing, and also like twenty two minutes. I don't think I've watched a commercial serialized TV show that's twenty two minutes long in a billion years. What so would found, you normally gravitate towards? Well, anything that's kind of you know everything is now on non commercial networks that I watch. So everything is thirty minutes. So watching oh, yeah. watching this show that's like it's it's literally cut for ad breaks was also mind blowing. It's, it's, it's bite sized though. Yeah, it's it's easy to get into. The so. uh, the only thing to compare that I watch at the moment that's the exact same length is Younger on Stan or um, TV Land which is my obsession lately. Okay, I'm writing that down. Younger. Oh, my God. I've just gone back to start watching it again from the start. Um, Sutton Foster and Mariska Hakate's husband are in it and Hilary Duff is amazing. (laughs) And it's, again, it's 22 minutes cut down and you feel like you've just had a little snack-sized piece of entertainment. You're like, okay, where's the rest of my show? All right, I guess I'll just have to watch series one again. I think because Neighbours is daily as well, that kind of it makes it easier to digest as And isn't well. there literally like 200 episodes a year or something as well? And they've just extended it. So they're like no one's ever going to go There's home. There's no holidays anymore from Neighbours. Oh, my God. You were just talking about design. Exterior design I think is a key word. I want to do a little bit of a sidebar into some Neighbours Council business uh, because I want to just draw our attention to some chats we've had on the Neighbours Council Facebook group which have really just made my week. Kate, got you got into it. I don't know if we'll read out the, the hectic conversation you no, got no, into. No, it got, got a bit weird. <laughs> but it was so good. It was uh, theorising on the LD brand Alexa that Toadie's got. Oh, my God. Dying. dying. Ly- Lyra. Lyra. And then also later that you find out that she found out that he had an affair through Skype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was watching oh, it on Skype. I wonder if anyone's ever cut all that together on YouTube because that was that was a bloody pinnacle of neighbours seeing that as it played out. And I think that's the whole thing. Like also when you get you have that what is it like Seinfeld Today account? It's like also my mind of watching the intersection of technology yes. and neighbours as mm. well at the same time. The only thing that ruined that technological aspect was that to make that Skype plot work, they had Toadie on his Bluetooth earpiece. <laughs> Nothing sexier. Yeah. Nothing is sexier. Because to explain why he thought he hadn't, he hadn't realised he hadn't hung up was because he, he in he a fury, a- he chucked the Bluetooth piece off of his head and then ran off and found Andrea. And so it was all still connected. But it's like, why would you ever put a Bluetooth? Just talk to the person through the hey. microphone. And so- why didn't she hang up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that was the thing. It was like, come on, just shut, close the lid, close the lid on the laptop. Yeah. Some people, you know, that could be a worth a premium on pay-per-view. So, <laughs> Sonia's like, might as well enjoy it. 
do you remember Dee Bliss or did that predate your viewing? Uh, she was the blonde. Yeah. Yeah. That when, you know, you she was his girlfriend bl- back in the day, wasn't she? Yes. And then they got married and then he drove off a cliff. And that's like whenever they talk about neighbours, they'll show that footage. Of, oh, I don't, I don't think I got that far. Actually, if you're on Twitter and you type neighbours in as a GIF, the only GIF that is like loaded into the system, into the GIF app, is Toadie's car going over the cliff. With oh, Dee's hair with sticking out the window. Blonde wig. That's a bit grim. Um, <laughs> so this, there's a whole thread on the Neighbours Council about Lyra's artificial intelligence and what it could actually mean. And well, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to think that Lyra, liar. And who do we know that's a liar? Andrea. <laughs> Andrea is the Dee Bliss lookalike that they've brought back. And who's the mother of Hugo, yeah. I'm assuming? Yes. Toadie's okay. new spawn. Yeah. 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 Because essentially it was because he thought that Andrea was D, so it, oh, it's, of it was sexual assault really because it was under false pretenses yep. and and she goes the spawn of, of said event. Okay. So I feel like, and I know Sonia's copped a lot of flack, but I feel like if my partner who had been assaulted in that way and there was a resulting baby, we do have baby sounds today courtesy of Baby Harold <laughs> who's joining us, my first reaction would be sympathy. Like, you poor thing. I cannot for believe Sonia. for Toadie oh. just to go. I can't believe you were taken advantage of in that way, and now you have a life to deal with as well. I'm, this week, I've been kind of swapping between thinking Sonia's a goddamn psychopath <laughs> and also feeling a bit of sympathy for the situation. Yeah. Today, I was I was rewatching Friday's episode, and I thought you two just need to split up. I think that's the situation. I don't think that there can be – because this baby deserves more than a reluctant Sonia in his life. Who is the other child? Is that her child? That's their their children. Nellie. And I actually think that they got back together too soon after the split because when she did see him getting down to business on Skype, that was a bit of a straw that broke the camel's back and they did have a hiatus from their marriage. And I thought it was too quick to get back together. Yeah. They should have had a proper Kennedy-style, proper divorce. <laughs> Look, I just think she's off her rocker wanting to undergo IVF when there's this new baby in their life. I think give it six months at least. I think she's doubling down on the control though. It's like, yeah. no, this is what, this is what mm. my life is going to be. I'm not going to let anything change that. And she's starting that mid to late 30s panic, which I definitely respond to of, Crap, that's another month where I've not had a baby. Like, yeah, but she's got like a friggin' 20-year-old and a 5-year-old and she's younger than Toadie as well. She's only like, what, 35 or something. Calm your farm, Calm lady. Calm the farm. Calm the egg farm, is Sonia. It, is it rude to be asking why they need IVF as well? Well, actually, no. It's not of, at all. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Because Toadie's undergone a series of unfortunate events <laughs> over the last few years. In his, okay. nether, in his nether regions. Oh. And, um, <laughs> Which kind of climaxed with a jumping castle incident. Oh, dear. He, yeah, he fell off and it dislodged a bullet that was in his spine. Oh, and of course. And caused some tem- well, no, it, temporary... He didn't fall off. What happened is that the jumping castle started blowing away with what he thought <laughs> Nell was inside it. So he went and jumped after it. He got lifted up in the air and then he dropped onto the ground and became temporarily... Quad- quadriplegic? Uh, paraplegic. Paraplegic, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. lost the, the, the ability but, to use his legs. praise be to the Erinsborough Aaron, gods, he learnt to walk again. And that's it's his story that makes B believe that 
um, Patrick can recover from paraplegia. Oh, okay, sure. We'll get stuck into that in a sec. Just a quick shout out to Kaziah on our Facebook group who started the questions about Lyra and by asking, is she actually fake D in a box? So just go treat yourself <laughs> to that, <laughs> that thread. But the other one I was going to mention was that our thread about the bloody fence that's been erected at the front of the Brendan. That oh, is yeah. one fugly fence. Talk of the town, mate. Talk of the town. Because clearly what's happened is the owners of the property have just... I've got sick of the nutters visiting the street. <laughs> sick of the riffraff just blowing in off the neighbour's bus and the, up the fence goes. Although there's a security guard posted on site. So what I don't understand is why don't they just put a gate at the end of the street that's locked at night? Make it like a full gated community yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like like it's in LA. It's in yeah. Hollywood. I mean, it's only like six houses. I don't think it's going to... I feel like, like it would cause... agitate them more though, like... You know, as soon as you erect a barrier, it's like... People that jump the fence. Yeah, and, and yeah. they just become berserk about it. Ch- yeah. ch- chucking bottles over the fence and I don't know why I thought of that. I just mm. pictured myself <laughs> doing that. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> so cute. Where yum, yum. I feel like that's really insensitive to Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got my baby, Sonia. Well, actually, the funny thing is I've been pregnant at the same time she's been pregnant on screen. (laughs) So, well, when the actress is pregnant because she's just had a baby and she's just back at work now. Okay. Yeah. So one of my favourite comments in the fence gate thread, hashtag fence gate, his explanation was he had um, spare money left over from the house renos Mm -hmm. and so they've put the fence up. And then Rachel pointed out on our group that – it's a better explanation than when the Kennedy house got a new front door, which they won in a raffle. <laughs> oh, my God, a literal door prize. Yeah, literal door prize. My favourite comment, Haley said, at least it happened to the Brennan house. If any character was to put up an unnecessary fence, it'd be Mark. Join the, fa- the Neighbours Council and there's an entry question that people post, that people answer, which I ask them, where do you listen to podcasts? And I've been enjoying the answers. Hang on, your mum joined yesterday. She had a cute answer. Uh, she hasn't joined yet because Faye hasn't approved her. I- <laughs> Because uh, she's bloody in all my social media, mum, but I'll let her in. I just needed a day to get my head around it. But she said, I listen when my daughter tells me to, which I very rarely do because there's <laughs> not a lot in here that I like to have, have mum be the audience to. <laughs> and then Vicky says she listens on a Monday at home when my son is at daycare and I'm meant to be working. Yes. Which I appreciate. Now, okay, Evil Millsy's paraplegia. Carla, did you have thoughts? Well, it's pretend. It's Yes, I, I realise that. Um, so many thoughts. One, I like that he has a evil goatee slash beard. I don't know what's going on with his facial hair, but it's 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 evil. I didn't, no, I didn't notice he had facial yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, it's some kind of stubble. He's shot from the ground. Like, it's up, he's shot upwards, so that's very evil. Uh, mostly, like, when he's scheming, you know, like, he's, he's shot upwards. I think he looks a little bit like Peppy, the meme. You know, Peppy the Frog that all the MRAs use is there. <laughs> no. Um, I'm looking it up right Google now. Google Peppy the Frog. Okay. Just probably because, like, he has such big eyes and also, like, the Peppy the Frog is always stroking his chin. Because it was only that one episode, I, did, I don't have a lot of background as to all the shenanigans, but it seems like he has, <laughs> he's, he has he's, ruined Susan's chance at potentially having a MSQ, yeah. which is extraordinarily evil. Look, I was just wondering how on earth they were going to cure MS in the show and not in real life, but I, I, I feel that <laughs> they kind of fixed that dilemma. Well, yeah, they typically use real life studies as an inspiration for storylines. Like they probably read about a study somewhere and went, we'll just springboard off that. But 
let's give Kala a bit of uh, a potted history of the Millsy Shenanos. When he arrived last, late last year as the new science teacher at Erinsborough High with the sole ambition of taking over as principal. Yeah, that, that sure sounds good. And again, upper middle bogan aspirations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's he used to date Ellie, and he's got an obsession with her. And she's Susan's niece. Okay. Yeah. Unlucky in love, Ellie is. Yeah. Um, he was just getting revenge. Was he the one that they lived in Sydney and didn't she have an affair? Oh, she, no, she didn't have an affair. I can't remember. Did she try and run him over or something? She did try and run him over and apparently was absolved of any issue there. It's all, it's all strange, a bit of a blur, but... And then yeah. he poisoned Susan and then was writing about it in his diary on Microsoft Word. Oh, ah. hang on. And, he, and Zancan, he was kind of... Pretending to groom Zancan, but he didn't actually have any kind of real no. lust, lust for her. He was it was a, it was sort of the teacher student relationship without actually going there. Just him saying, "Oh, you're so special, Xanthi. Oh, mm. we have something very special." And then when she tried to make a move on him, he's like, Whoa! and then wasn't mm. he? It was, yeah. And but then he still let her stow away with him what to like Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah, yeah. I kind but, of get the feeling that poor dumb Xanthi is the butt of a lot of. <laughs> Um, Storylines. Hey, she's going to be Dr. Xanthi Canning. <laughs> oh, yes. Dr. Can- Dr. Zancan. Cassius isn't meant to be with me. He's meant to be with Piper. Why not you? Because I... I'm destined to become Dr. Xanthi Canning and that isn't going to happen if I don't stick to my studies. Yeah, she had quite the journey later in the week and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, it is kind of odd. He's, we- he's carrying around this wheelchair like it's a prop and... Hops in at a moment's notice. Look, okay. If I was pretending to be paraplegic to the, the main person in my life, you would not catch me going anywhere without that chair being within like a, a two-second leap. Even if you've got a fold-out one that could yeah. just spring out whenever you needed it. One of my Twitter highlights from this week from Azzy Gogo, question that I'll pose to everybody. If you live next door to a couple who, whenever they were together, the guy was obviously disabled and using a wheelchair, but whenever he was alone, he skipped skipped along behind pushing his chair, which he loaded up with his briefcase and shopping bags, would you tell her? (laughs) I would be fascinated by this. I would be like, I'd have the bloody binoculars out my window going, what's going on? This is great. But I feel like this is kind of like Neighbours, Erinsborough's thought experiment because everybody is up in everybody else's business almost to like a gynecological level, <laughs> right? But this goes completely uncommented on or nobody knows what's going no. on there. And nobody comments on the fact that there's two Patricks being mentioned <laughs> in the storyline at the moment. Yeah, so um, Carl thinks he's got this assistant Patrick. Who he's never met. For this um, MS study that works remotely and then B says, I've got a boyfriend called Patrick and he sounds a lot like this creeper Finn that people keep talking about to the point where she starts reciting a meditation that he taught her that then Xanthi knew. That was one of my top weird moments of the week. <laughs> no, like that the three of them are sitting around studying at the same time. Like what? what okay, one studying for her, her TAFE yeah, apprenticeship. Mechanic, yeah, yeah, mechanic apprenticeship. Zancan's studying for her UMAT, isn't she? Yeah. Well, but also as a, as a general rule, just like English, so, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. year 12 subjects. I don't know what the, the hell Ellie was doing, but the thing is Ellie's like, okay, we're going to take our five-minute break now. It's like, no, you keep studying. That's what you're doing. You're sitting there studying. You can take a break for dinner. How about that? Well, you know, some people might use the Pomodoro technique. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, the Pomodoro is Ellie, technique. Is it's- Ellie the old grumpy nan? No, no, no. She's the, the hot stuff Jodie and Esther. Oh, yeah, um, okay. Jodie 
nay Gordon. But they might be doing 20 minutes at a time. So sure, sure. <laughs> 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. That's insanity. That's like, that's not going to get you into the bloody medicine degree. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe at Eden Hills Uni. But, but it'll probably get you through TAFE. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't think it's going to be an issue for that. No, that that's this whole vibe of Erinsborough as well. It's like everybody's getting coffee or mm. hanging out at the and pub or Lasseter's. We only saw Zancan studying this week in Susan, Susan's kitchen table. Mm. Um, in Harold's Cafe and at the pub. Go to the library, go to your room. Sweetheart, you're not getting into mm. medicine with that. No. And also being constantly harassed. Like, yeah. yeah, find some alone time. And we never see, back in the day, in the 90s, we used to see a lot of Eden Hills Uni. We used to see the common room and the... Well, even up until recently, Paige was doing her women's studies there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God, baby Harold is just looking so cutely. <laughs> What happened to Harold? Did he die? Because there's Harold's oh, cafe. No, 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 no it's alright. It's it's not in memoriam. No, no, no okay. I understand. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, reminded yeah, yeah. me because there's Harold's cafe, but we've got baby, baby Harold. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he went away in a like a Winnebago style camper van. Oh yeah, what do they and call he, them? The silver, yeah, grey nomads. The grey nomads. So he yeah. got married to so pa- pa- Paula Duncan, yeah, you know, the spray and wipe lady. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I think she's died off screen. Because yeah, didn't he come back and he still had? Didn't he have the hots for Ghost Madge or something? Oh yeah, <laughs> she got weird. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't approve of Daniel yeah. and Imogen. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. But he's, yeah, he lives in Queensland helping Stephanie McIntosh Sky, helping his granddaughter raise her three kids in the upper middle bogan lifestyle of Queensland. Okay, so the, uh, the only other thing on Tuesday that I wanted to cover off was that Yashvi and B go on a little shopping spree in the city. To look at wedding dresses. With no game plan. But really, as someone who has bought a wedding dress, the city's not the place to go. You go to Lake Armadale, you go to Brunswick. It's basically it. Yeah, I used to live in Armadale and it was wedding dress district. Yeah, and if you're a bit more pov, you go to Brunswick. <laughs> oh, you know, have bigger hair. <laughs> you have big hair. Uh, this was actually my favourite part of the episode because the thing that blew me away, and I, I don't know if it was the same in the 90s, but this would be a soap opera format, is the amount of exposition and didacticness of the show of like, so you can kind of drop in whenever you do because everything is explained within an inch of its life to the point that I don't understand how they actually manage to have conversations that progress. My favourite example of that was from Fridays where um, Sheila questions why Carl and Nell are having breakfast together in the cafe and he goes, oh, well, Hugo was in an accident, but it's he's okay. He's coming home today. It's like, oh, okay, well, we've wrapped up the, the, the Hugo <laughs> injury storyline. Sometimes things like that might happen. Maybe the baby, they couldn't get him that day and they had to do a oh, okay. quick rewrite and resolve it by one line of dialogue with an amendment. Who knows? Or maybe that's just how they had it. But, Carla, that you may have benefited from that during Puffs. It's a bit of exposition. Oh, yeah. Because there's zero. There's yeah. none. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Which I appreciated, like, yeah. as well, because, you know, everything can't be for everyone. Yeah. But I loved this. This was such a mishmash mangle of so many things. Hang on, mishmash mishes mangle. <laughs> uh, I loved the whole girl power politics that have permeated into Erinsborough of how I can't remember which one she is, but how she's going to be an AFLW player. That's Yashvi. And uh, she's going to buy her own dress or afford to buy an expensive dress. 
And did, did uh, you guys get vibes in that scene down on the jetty on in on the Yarra? Not really. As in romantic vibes. Romantic vibes for sure. Well, yeah. fin, you know, lady footballer and wink yeah, wink, yeah. you know. I really hope so. And femo talk, like equal pay. Mm. Yeah, I, I really hope there's a little crush developing at least from Yashvi's side. Maybe B's down for it as well, who knows? Uh, and I just also love how achievable Yashvi's goals are because the AFLW is at such a fledgling stage of its evolution. You can just go and then I'll finish school and then I'll go play for a proper club. And by yes. the time I'm... But you need the, a side gig, Yashvi. By the time I can work professionally as a professional footballer, we'll have equal pay, so it's all going to be fine. <laughs> well, the good thing is her mum owns a cafe, so she can have a side hustle of waiting tables. <laughs> Uh, so they didn't find a dress, shock horror, and he's still manipulating B by saying, no, you can't tell anyone that we're engaged. And Yashvi's poor thing. She's just met this girl, but she's doing everything within her power um, of trying to talk her out of this relationship, which is hard to do even with a close friend Mm. to go, hey, I'm worried about your toxic relationship. But to do it with someone you've known for one month to go, hey, he's no good for you. Um, Who are you? To tell me I that is probably potentially easier though, because you're like, look, I'm, I'm not know, greatly I, invested in this friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah she sounds like a control freak. Yeah, yeah, she's not invited to the engagement party. She doesn't mm. care. So let's hop over to Friday, the sixth of July, because we're going to do a little showcase of that episode to lead into Friday. Yes. Can I put my mum hat on here mm-hmm. and have a massive rant about what the hell happened to Hugo? Yeah, sure. Oh, yes. Okay. Hugo. And Hugo is, as we've established now, Hugo has been confirmed as spawn of Toad. Yeah, Toad spawn. He got dropped, basically, didn't he? On his poor little soft noggin. So Sonia's, well, no, somebody else had set up the change table in the middle of the room, which, one, that is weird. You don't set up your change table in the middle of a room. It's not a centrepiece. No, no. It's also, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be looking at a freaking change table all the time. Yeah. I have mine set up in the corner of a room with a um, chest of drawers beside it, so it's basically surrounded on three sides. And poor little Hugo was put in it, and then Sonia got distracted by... Now, which, yeah, that happens, but somehow his child, pew, straight onto the floor. Mm. Well, he's of age that he can roll around. That's it. Well, when I was re-watching it today with my husband, we were both looking at that going, wow, I have used one of those change tables in a cafe because it's a really super cheap collapsible change table. They've got really deep sides on them, deeper than our change table at home, probably at least 20 to 30 centimetres deep. The only way that kid could have gotten out of it was at the foot end. So he must have... Slid down. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know. They're, they're like a real sling when you put them in as well. Oh. So I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think this needs this much of a deep analysis. No, but maybe maybe <laughs> Sonia had put him like too close to the edge or um, something. You don't know our Kate colour. This, <laughs> this, is, this is her bread and butter. I look, I'd like to hold them to a standard of realism. Re- <laughs> yeah. And wow. ma- maybe he inherited his dad's ability to um, <laughs> shoot out of things. Levitate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was well established right from the beginning mm. that Sonia was being set up for being a mm. hopeless junkie mum. Yeah, well, actually, actually, who doesn't deserve to have a baby. There was a moment where I, I, which I thought was beautifully handled, where she said, I have enough love. I have enough love in my heart for this baby. And if that was in isolation, like if that was her whole yes. arc, I would have thought that's, that's absolutely beautiful. That was a bit. That actually, actually, yeah. for the first time ever, she made me tear up a little bit when I when I heard that. I thought, you know what? Yeah, open your heart to this. But then she goes, but yeah, I can do that, and then also have another have an IVF baby at the same time. What? No, no, you've got to. This poor Hugo needs some love. Right it was now. A, re- a weird rationale, like as if mm. as long as we have a quote unquote real baby. I can have this pretend baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway. She was also super jacked up on IVF hormones as well. Like, after after one injection? Two, there was, there wasn't there two? Because yeah. they had that argument late at night when she was out at the yeah. fridge. Yeah. 
yeah. No, Sorry. she's no, she's she's just. You got to be careful though, because maybe that's triggered her. <laughs> oh, you know what cracks me up? Though? The, the bit, you know when give she's her, like, oh, can you give please, her a patch? <laughs> can you like inject me, Toad? And it's like, oh, come on, Sonia. You know how to inject yourself. Yeah, you know, like Toady could not have looked more awkward. <laughs> And also, like, now that I know the backstory, like, probably emasculating as well. Like, she's trying to share the moment with him, but it probably serves as a constant reminder. That, that he's got no testicles left. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's apparently you didn't does. finish that story, so that's what oh, happened. Yeah. He doesn't have any testicles. Well, no, look. I think he's got them, but Kate just likes to imagine that yeah, they're gone. It's like, well, what happened? What, how has he become infertile? That, that's my question. Well, how is oh, he? So is it, is it his sperm or is it a donor sperm? When he came back, his legs came back to life. <laughs> And didn't he have some surgery and then Sonia ran in and – no, Steph Steph ran in. Because of Erinsborough Hospital being the worst hospital And didn't Melbourne. she compromise the operation and that's why we call her Staph because he was going to get a Staph infection? Yeah. But they've never really kind of explored why he's infertile. I mean, if it's the bullet, he could have erectile dysfunction, well, but well, he still managed to impregnate Andrea. Yeah, so I guess they haven't explored it because he's not infertile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what really shits me about Sonia. It's like – God, like Toadie is obviously fertile enough to have a, a one-shot go and, and impregnate a woman. Why not continue just having sex for like a few months and see if you actually get pregnant? Oh, maybe we just didn't time it right before. Yeah. Maybe we should just get our diaries out and get an app. Um, anyway, my, my favourite tweet of the week was from Scott. Ask Lyra to set it up. <laughs> Lyra. Have sex now. <laughs> Lyra, pencil in, days till ovulation. <laughs> My my um favorite tweet of the week was from Scott Keenan who um tweeted me saying even sober she's not the best parent is she? <laughs> okay, again in poor, poor Sonia, I actually feel like I want to defend her. Yeah, in poor Sonia's defense, but, I have um my cousin. Oh my um, god, what is a junkie? <laughs> well, let me get to the story. <laughs> Dropped a baby. <laughs> well, here's the yes, here's the thing. So my cousin Zoe is an adult. She's at the moment traveling the world on her uni break, having a great time in Paris. And when she was about 16, her parents admitted, my cousins admitted, that they had dropped her when she was a baby and were so embarrassed they didn't tell us for like (gasps) decades. They were so embarrassed. She was totally fine. Like it's babies take tumbles. It happens to the best of us. And she, they rushed her to the hospital and everything was totally fine. But it was – and it was hilarious when they were telling us So because we, we were just sort of like whenever she's a bit stupid, we blame it on that. But, um, yeah, they were so embarrassed that they didn't tell us till she was a fully functioning it's, adult. It's, it's not your proudest moment of parenting when it happens, but generally it happens to parents who love their children as opposed to Sonia who really wants doesn't want this child in her life. Yeah, she's indifferent. I feel like she did the appropriate level of soul-searching though around this and really kind of turned it around and was like oh, – Oh, look, look, there's Sonia backstory. There's so much, like, okay. weird shit that's gone on. Like, Sonia was going to have a surrogate baby for um, Detective Mechanic last year. Last year. The guy that put up the fence. Oh. <laughs> so it was. it's kind of an odd turnaround that she went from we will give our – And she was going to co-parent with him as well. Yeah. Not only will I carry your child, I'll provide the egg. So she was already going to give out her eggs mm. to other people that were in need. Yeah. Anyway. Before this, you said you didn't really want to focus too much on the baby. Maybe maybe we have. Well, mainly because it's kind of grim. But a shout out to baby Hugo, who's just lighting up our lives. He's very sweet. He is actually a very cute baby. He's beautiful. And he has an Instagram account, obviously, (laughs) because all babies do now. He's a friend of a friend of a friend. So his mom, I've been chatting to his mom and asking her how he's going on the set. And she says that. She's been reading online that some people have speculated that she's behind the camera making him look so happy and 
excited, but she said that's just how he is. Like she's just not even – he just loves everybody's faces and loves all the attention and staring at all the equipment and how cute is that? That's how they choose those babies, like the ones that don't cry, that are just like completely docile. That's how the Olsen twins got the gig. (laughs) Didn't cry. Drugged. (laughs) We haven't talked about my favourite part of the episode, which was the date. The most excruciating, oh. awkward thing I've ever experienced yeah. in my whole life. I thought I was going to throw up. It was so well executed. 100% Piper, that one. She's <laughs> she's awkward. Let's Yeah, let's put Pisces center stage. Piper and Cassius. It was gloriously awkward. So Piper is a Willis who they were – the Willises were a prominent neighbour's family going I back remember, years. Yeah. Her dad's Brad. Piper, she was dating one of the Brennan brothers but he went to jail for um, yeah, murdering his bio dad, who we call Boiled Ham. Okay. Is Hamish, short for, Ham, short for Hamish. He punched his dad. He got into a bit of a bit of biffo. His dad ended up tumbling into the hot tub and dying in it. Mm. Yeah, like, and he was also That's dressed as Boiled Ham. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah well, he went from being because his name was Hamish Roach and um, Ham Roast to being Boiled Ham. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, merciless. Now Piper has not had any optimism for any kind of love life since her boyfriend got locked up in the slammer. But now before we get to this date, CJ has a little voice memo question to put to us, our regular co-host, and I think this opens up the discussion nicely. Hey, it's CJ here. So I've been reading online this week about the many rumours of who Cassius is. So there's one rumour that says that he is Hamish's son. There's another rumour that say he's another Tyler, so he's also Faye's son and he was just hidden from the family. There's another one that he is the un- – well, we know he's the underliner. There's another one that he that he's um, Louise's son and that he's the one that got Piper off the boat because he was already on the boat and he's the one that delivered Gabe back because he's just trying to like, cover up his mum's errors. So I believe that there's some spoilers online, but I have not read them. So I was just wondering for the pod today, who do you guys think Cassius really is? Yeah, I think he is son of Ham. I just think he is. I think it's weird. He's got pale coloured hair like Ham would have had back in his day. He was was grey when he died, but he, he looked like he could have been blonde. He's got this mysterious tattoo that he needs taken off. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with Han. One yeah, of th- that was weird. That just stood out like a sore thumb yeah. too. That had no exposition either, which is, yeah. If, if you're meeting your boss slash potential girlfriend's mum, you wouldn't want some guy saying, oh, mate, do you want me to get rid of that tattoo for you? Yeah, Ned could have calmed the farm on that, that one. Do you want me to get that swastika off your back? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a prison tat. Because one of the theories floating around that he, mm. is that he met Tyler in, in the clink. He's very uh, pretty for someone who's been in prison, isn't he? He takes all kinds. <laughs> Yeah. He's like the most home and away actor on yeah. that show. He is an Adonis. And yeah. there's a point where he's standing next to Xanthi and he looked like a legitimate giant. Yeah. I do love the theory that he's either Ham- son of Ham or a bonus Marbrin and love child because... Man, what about her uterus though, man? It, it, like, <laughs> that would be what, her fifth child? Okay, well, because Kate, then you didn't, didn't you have a theory about the spa water? Oh yeah, okay. So <laughs> Zancan and Pipes were having a, a spa in the in the what used to be called the jizz tub and is now the, the murder tub basically. Mm. And that was the first time we'd seen it used since we'd seen boiled hams, bloated corpse. Yeah, in they, it. they had a cleansing ceremony in it with Dippy. She burnt burned some incense. I would need like it to be bloody like bloody kerosene poured in it <laughs> to be properly cleansed because it got like hams juice in it. Mm. <laughs> 
So the two hot young ladies were sharing a spa and they're like, come on, yeah, hop in, Cassius. And like he goes, oh, no, no, I won't. So that's why you think maybe son. Son of Ham. Maybe yeah. he was around during the murder. And oh, yes, you're saying. I saw someone, I don't follow spoilers. I just, if they enter my feed, then that's how I see them. I saw someone screenshotted a picture of the Guy Fawkes night murder evening extravaganza. And there's a picture of a blonde guy that I think is meant to be Cassius in Masquerade. And that, that was the night where Boiled Ham popped off this mortal coil. So that's that's fireworks. What used to be fireworks night. Yeah, yeah. But they've – because I don't know. In Erinsboro they still have fireworks night? Well, for the first time ever, yes. Oh, okay. They did it as a gimmick. And also oh, okay. um, Hamish was dressed as Guy Fawkes with this massive cape, which looked really artistic when he was like lying face down in the spark. Oh, yes. It was like a, a bat basically yeah, in the spark. Uh, yeah, like drowned fruit bat so there's a whole lot of stuff in the background there however he's come in as the local gardener and piper's taken a shine to him incompetent gardener but they have this date because he's sort of rebuffing all her advances but then gives in and says all right let's go out and then they have this pub date which is just awkward city limits Mm. It's the most depressing date I've ever seen in my life. Let's go have a date at the same place where you hang out at all the time. Every single day. And play darts. Oh, yeah, darts. No. Darts is not a good start to a relationship. <laughs> it's safe to say I don't think I've ever played darts. No. In my entire existence on this earth. And I don't think I ever have the desire no. as well. And also opening questions, so tell me about your family. <laughs> well, nothing nothing Brothers, puts, puts sisters. the horn on like discussing my mum. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, but also he brings zero small talk to the table. Piper's got to do all the heavy lifting. True. But then she keeps bringing up her prison ex. Yes. And she's, and she goes, oh, Ty, blur. (laughs) You're still talking about your ex-boyfriend that's in the slammer. Doesn't matter how many syllables you use. Who is potentially Cassius's brother. Doesn't anyone know the rules of dating? We never talk about the exes. No. I'd be hard to and neighbours though. Yeah, I know. Because everyone knows everything. But yeah, you don't lead with the ex. You go, so what do you like to do in your spare time? How did your muscles get so big? <laughs> they both work at the nursery. They could do some plant chat. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk for tostrums? Bit, bitching about co-workers. Yes. That's, that's unifying. Yeah. Sonia, as if they wouldn't spend a good yeah. half hour. Oh, yeah. Our boss is oh shunking God. everyone did on you, their pay. Did cash you hear what hand. happened to Sonia with mm. the baby? Yeah. So this baby's turned up and it's it's Toadie's baby. Exactly. That, that would, I would dine up out on that gossip yeah. for like a good fortnight. Th- I reckon. That would have been 45 minutes of the date should have just been that. Can I give you some Willis, Willis family actors updates? Because I actually know something. So Cody. Yeah, yeah, Peter the, Brady. The second, Pe- the second Cody, Peter the, Brady. The, the curly hair Brady. one. Yeah, she's um, enjoying a renaissance right now in the Melbourne independent theatre scene. Really? She's She's an actress who's very heavily utilised by um, Patricia Cornelius and D, um, Susie D. So she's been in some incredible plays lately. And Pam Willis, Sue Jones, <gasps> yeah. was just playing uh, this really like dishevelled grandmother oh just just like she does in neighbors yeah, yeah, yeah. soiled clothes yeah uh, yeah that, that sounds a lot like on, Pam. on main stage at the mtc for the last yeah. six weeks in the house of bernarda alba so wow and so what role have you what roles have you seen uh, cody <laughs> peter in <laughs> peter brady so uh, P- patricia cornelius really writes this like hardcore almost feminist plays about 
working class women almost. So she was in this play called Shit and it was about... <laughs> oh, holy crap, that sounds confronting. It was about uh, three women in prison. Perfect. That was pretty good. And uh, she was She'd actually also in, in the house of Bernarda Alba with her mum. <gasps> Uh, if recently. she can I if you guys talk about one on across the aisle or oh, one yeah. of her plays can I come and oh absolutely what, in the I'll earmark it yeah seasons yeah yeah for sure awesome yeah she, oh, she's, she's working a lot like it's really cool yeah that's good particularly seeing she died so that's awesome <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she died in yeah. Toadie's lounge room yeah Erin's oh. Aaron, Aaron's not calling back in a hurry unless they want to do some more <laughs> doppelganger gear Oh, then Piper bottles it it just gets too much for her and I did quite enjoy that she's like I'm out I'm out skis Detective mechanic Mark, can you please go tell him that I am leaving? And what is wrong with him? Because I would just turn around and say, "No, do your dirty work yourself, mate." Yeah, <laughs> this is the weirdest shit. You've you've pulled some weird shit, pipes, but this is weird. Yeah, just go make the bartender do it. <laughs> mm. Just leave. Just ghost, and then send a text. Turn your phone off. Bang, done. Then we get this kind of reveal that Zancan's been crushing on Cassius all along, which we've seen hints of. Like she's has not stopped drooling over him. They would have some beautiful blonde babies, those two. Yeah, it's they'd repopulate the Aryan race, oh, those two. On, on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and I did quite enjoy that that finally came out because no way, if you think this guy's hot, no way would you start setting up your best friend with him but then Look, not have any jealousy when it came off. PCS have a big problem in that he's got a cat phobia and <laughs> – She's Piper's cat. cat is Clementine, named after Clementine Ford. Yeah, she's a cat lady. What? Yes, that is canon. So it's, she, it's she just wanted, not going to work She wanted to out. give it a feminist name, so she landed okay, on great. Love Me, Love My Cat. Yeah. So, sure, sure. But he's not just doesn't like them, he's afraid of them. Mm. Tell me something about yourself that I would never guess. I have a phobia of cats. <laughs> but look. Love it a bit. Chloe Brennan, Bren sis. Oh, she's the best. She's the highlight of the show. Except the she committed the biggest crime, the biggest social crime on Friday's episode, and that's she went and told one girl that the other girl liked the guy she was into. Yeah. You don't, you don't do that unless you're going to creating a scene. She's Lobbing not even, a grenade. She's like a decade older than these girls. She's not buddy buddy with them. Yeah, yeah. She's got it, no it was, business. It was weird. It goes against the girl code. It goes against humanity's code. I think. Yeah. yeah, it just wouldn't happen. If you really did want to check in, you'd go, "Hey, are you sure your friend's okay with you going out with this hot guy?" Maybe just check in. Hmm. I I assume. I have no information. But, but Chloe, just guessing. Chloe does have a history as being a free spirited troublemaker. So look, <laughs> it, it does seem like something Chloe would do. She'd be like, "Oh well." Bang, done. I'm bored today. Might as well blow something up. <laughs> the other question I have, and we'll round off them in a second because we do we do find some information out at the very end of the episode, but Piper's gone back to her well-worn copy of The Girls that has a whole lot of – Which I ended up looking up on Wikipedia because I I'm, you know, haven't read in about five you – know, since I've had my child. Yeah, like that's so, – yeah, I've My got, brain's full. I've yeah. got The Girls. I've got a copy of it upstairs and I've tried to start reading it three times. Read the Wikipedia. It's actually a pretty good rundown of it. Yeah, it's about cults. It's about the yeah, Manson the, cult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. This, I, this was the one part of the storyline I didn't really understand. Like she's I'm, got, she's found this copy that somebody's underlined that yes. she thinks is must and be her soulmate. Yes, I her kin- kindred spirit. Yeah, okay. Would you find someone who had defaced a book and then given it away a kindred spirit? I would just go. This person just can't respect. Uh, now that I know that it's about the Manson murders, I find that entirely chilling. Exactly. Actually- what a creeper! <laughs> Trying to get some tips. Yeah, here we go. Here's how I can su- seduce some young women and turn them into killers. Well, that's that's it. Because also, he's underlining it, but not keeping the book. Like I would, un- yeah. I would, maybe I underlined stuff in pencil when I was studying in high school, 
But then I'd keep the book and use it for exams yeah, and refer yeah. back to it. It does feel very Charles Manson-esque, isn't it? He's my man- manifesto. Yeah, but he's just passing it on for someone else to see that he's taken some smarty pantalones yeah. notes in it. Do we know who's, who did it? Well, then at the end of the episode we see Cassius with a pink pen in hand. And this this is a really – this is a slow burn, this storyline, because this mystery underliner, this was like a good couple of months ago yeah, as well. Before summer. Before summer. Yeah. Mystery underliner. Yeah, this is unmissable drama. And also it's not an underliner because he's highlighting. That's yeah. highlighting. That's a mystery highlighter. Which is even more sinister, I think, yeah. than underlining. <laughs> I, d- I didn't even – it just pisses me off. I didn't even do that to school books that I studied. Pencil only. I only had pen- – did it yeah, in pencil. Yeah, but I wrote notes in a bloody notebook beside it. Yeah, I did go, both. Page 76. I did both, yeah, which is what Zanthi should be doing. Tale. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't be – You've got to study in the book and on paper and not in a cafe and not at Mrs. Kennedy's And you house. actually retain information better if you rewrite it into something. Mm. Anyway, Cassius, you are not my kindred spirit. Presumably he's just putting it into practice. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm very intrigued if he's just <laughs> what a psychopath trying to get some cult tips. So who wants to talk us through Zancan's doctor career trajectory? Oh, this is so grim. See, I feel like Vaya and I are coming from this from different points of view. This is like, you know, maybe Vaya's mum, I'm dad here. But, different strokes. Yeah. Do we need to do some setup or can you just can someone just explain okay. to me why old mate Nan was such okay. a mole about it? Well, when Zankan <laughs> arrived in Erinsborough from the GC, she was dyslexic and somehow okay. managed to overcome that in about a week. Yeah, but- they were reading this young adult book, which was quite an easy read and Zankan couldn't get past the first sentence. And somehow... <laughs> Over the coming the, the months following, she started writing in a diary to practice her writing, and then it was yeah. cured. And then last year, after her Millsy incident, she missed a whole heap of school because she was getting teased that she like thought she was in love with the teacher who was you know the young hot teacher. So yeah. is she still in high school? She is. She decided to repeat year twelve. Okay. So someone who repeated year twelve is now aiming to be a doctor. Sure. Which hey, great. Aim for the stars. But, but and I, I hate to say, it, I, I think Sheila's probably coming from being a little bit insensitive. But you got to have a fallback because n- not everybody who wants to be a doctor can be a doctor. But it's quite easy to program in a fallback. She can put medicine as her number one preference and her number two, three, and then you've got four, five, six. She can put nursing if she mm, wants. Yeah, but I don't think she's she's convinced she's going to be a doctor. And look. God love you, Xanthi, and you're a caring person and you're obviously smart and you're well suited to the medical environment. I don't think you're doctor material. I think if – well, first of all, you've got to, like, study all the bloody time as well. You can't be going on treasure hunts. <laughs> I, I come at it from the perspective that I've seen enough mediocre white men ascend the ladder with zero skills. Carl Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> exhibit A. So I think that if – Mediocre blokes can do it. Why can't half-baked Xanthi oh, look, get if, in if, there? If Ben was studying medicine now, I'd be like, Ooh. oh, well, if that fucker can get in, then, yeah, like, surely. But, yeah. Yeah, there are other pathways. Like, it's, it's Sheila, Sheila's been completely insensitive by not saying, have a few similar things up your sleeve. Mm. Like, do you want to look into being a paramedic or, or being mm-hmm. a um, – it almost felt like triggered, like she was triggered by it and needed to shut it down immediately. Which she might be because she's doing her own VCE this year oh. <laughs> at an adult education facility. Okay. Doesn't appear to be studying for it. <laughs> we, we keep forgetting. So maybe it is. Maybe she wanted to do something and someone talked her out of it. That's why she she's a barman. Hang on, didn't she? Oh, or I felt like that... she hated Carl and therefore any advice that came from Carl was bad advice. It's true. She does hate Carl. <laughs> 
Oh, and, okay, and, so I picked it up. You yeah. know, but also, and any advice is bad from him. What happened with Sheila and um, B from Prisoner? She she stopped her dreams somehow, didn't she? I think she dropped out of school because B from Prisoner was a bitch to her. Yeah. Back so in the day. That's why yeah. she's come uh, back to okay, redo yeah. her so studies. Yeah, her, her dreams were crushed. Um, yeah. But it's hard, but she didn't she's really perpetuating s- the cycle there, mm-hmm. aren't she? Mm-hmm. She didn't really say what those dreams were and are. So well, I don't quite know. She's a bit of a bogue from Frangers. Yeah. Possibly Barmaid was her, her dreams and aspirations. So I, I would – there must be some kind of trigger. I would like to know more. I just think go for it, Zancan. Coast on through. Phone it in. Everything's on Google once you become a doctor anyway. Oh, Lyra. <laughs> It'll be another dark day for Eden Hills Uni if she gets in. So, And she'll be on the fast track, Toadie style, with his two-year law degree. <laughs> Is he a lawyer and, now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Right, what kind he, of law does he practice? All, everything. Yeah. Every, of course. Yes. Whatever you want. Just like, Neighbours and law for everyone who needs your help. Conveyancing, family, criminal. Corporate. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's a jack of all trades. Um, he finally. No, no, oh, no. Wait, what, about, what about sexy, chubby lady and Paul Robinson uh, B, B, B storyline? Oh, was that not oh, another yeah, episode on, that on we're the, covering? On the pool. On the, do you mean Rebecca Elmaloglu, our yes, queen? Yes, we haven't talked about her because I was like, wait, was she in this show? I'm like, no, she's she not away. She is now. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone take it away. Oh, I come on. I can't. I also because, love Paul Robinson's hot Asian son. Like, uh, WTF. Yes. Yes, good job, Paul, jo- good job Paul Robinson. Wait, which one? He's got two. Vayer is, oh, Vayer is well. immune to his chance. Oh, there is, the there is the one, one who tried to set them up. I with, only with saw the, one of them. Yeah, With dimples. the dimples. I'm yeah. more into Dr. Knacker rather than Dr. L- out of, of the t- twin Knackers. I prefer oh, David to Leah. So the, the other Asian, the, uh, the Asian the doctor short guy. Yeah. is also his son. Yeah, it's twins. They're twins. Oh, it's it's, like, it's like the movie Twins. But it's played by the same actor. No. <laughs> no, they're actually twins. <laughs> no, 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 they're two different. What, what one twin? The, the hot twins. I probably sound extraordinarily racist saying that. But I didn't. Well, um, they I don't know. I didn't know that they were supposed it, to be brothers. But it's like Arnie and Danny DeVito here. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, not that it's racist Dr. on their level because they're just making us assume that because these guys are both Asian, we should just accept that they're twins. Yes, accept well, they're technically they're Eurasian. They're, their mum's Japanese. Yeah, but they don't look anything alike. So they're, they're supposed to be fraternal yes. twins. They, look, they each look Eurasian, well, but they do not look like they are Eurasian relatives of each other. One of them takes after their parents' height and the other one gets his height from God only knows where. <laughs> the, the doctor one was intense. I couldn't believe I would never go to that doctor in my whole life. It was so inappropriate with everyone. Oh, but that's Erin's for a hospital. Yes, that's know, probably how I got the gig. Yeah. They're like, can you overshare and be in a probes? Come on in. <laughs> But okay, let's let's discuss to rage being a pool shark because mm. I would have thought her short and stature milf, and massive cleavage would have been a hindrance in the world of playing pool. This is she comes from a family where her ex husband was a surfer, but then could do a, um, a proper full ballet on his wedding day. Mm. So who knows what secret talents the Willises have with no training? It'd be harder for shorter people to play pool. But she's closer to the table, so yeah. maybe she's, she's got like a little like bit a more leverage. leverage. To be honest, I was having a bit of a micro-sleep during this plot line <laughs> and I was trying to figure out why Ned and Leo weren't at their jobs. Like Ned's um, a porter now at the hotel and Leo is one of the managers. You need to get into Ned's ear and say, mate, you've got to set up a tattoo studio in Erinsborough. Well, he got it. That's the, I don't understand. I don't have that much clout. But I, do, I don't understand. He got the job at the Anson's Corner tattoo shop and then – left it aside to go be a porter full-time. Mm. Well, There's probably more money in being a porter. It's true. But, but he could not as fun. Story someone su- potential. Someone suggested this week he could just set up shop in the backpackers. 
Perfect. Because then you get lots of customer, your customer base is moving through. And where do most people get their ill-thought-out tattoos while mm. they're backpacking? Mm. Drunk, yeah. Mm. Yeah, my friend yeah, got one when she was on some kind of Contiki tour and it's this big, awful rose and, um, yeah, it's is been she the bane of her of life. No, she's a friend of the show, Cat. She knows it's awful. She hates it. Um, <laughs> well, maybe she needs to go and see Ned to get it removed. She apparently to, he can he can give and take away. She had to get extra lace put on her wedding dress to cover it up. Oh dear, like flesh coloured. Yeah, it was a hot mess. But she's you know she's um, a bombshell in all other aspects. So I feel like she could take one for the team and look bad in that area for us. Yeah, I just don't understand why he's a porter. I think he needs to be drawn on people's skin all the time. Think of all the potential of him just... Shirtlessness. And then even maybe even just drawing on people to get a sense of what they want. And also, like, talk about false advertising because the whole opening montage is Australian suburban pool culture, right? Don't get to see anyone being sexy in this show at all. Now, had you heard about how there's now gay relationships and neighbours before this week? I did, and the first time I met Vaya, I said to her, like, what is up with the PDA that these people have? Mm. It's intense. And then I said, hey, we've we've got some PDAs that we are welcoming because they are But the thing is, it's like, it's it's so obvious. Like, there's no other PDA that's just them. And I'm like, what is, this is like, what is this supposed to be? We're we're done with it. I think think the main, like, um, viewership of the show are women and gay men. So I think we're all yeah. down. And also we it. spent yeah. so many years crying from the rooftops because the Gabers would not kiss. Like uh, it took ages for, Christo- for Christos to even get a peck on the lips. Oh, okay. Then I think maybe we need to send you a, a, the video of the bo- what happened in the box because that was pretty uh, hot. glass box. Yeah. That oh, was, okay. that was pretty hot. Okay. Hottest viewing. But from seeing the new credits with Cassius and Ned walking hand in hand beside the pool, did you think, oh, there must be something between, going on between those two? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? We don't know. You know because just, the, previous, swim. the previous version of those credits were the, two, were the twins walking along in the same manner as well, which so frankly I'm, I'm glad the implication of incest is out of it now. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, what do we call it now? The homoerotic walk by the pool. Yes. That's, the, yeah, that's that yeah. shot. So that's the end. Now, what we tend to do, and we leave on the the bombshell that um, Cassius highlights books, so drama rocks, (laughs) Ramsey Street. What we tend to do, Carla, is we like to nominate either a citizen of the week or a citizen of the week based on who impressed us or put us off, basically, character-wise. So we'll have a little think. Oh, mine's citizen, Sonia. What the? Drop, don't drop the baby, Sonia. Just basic rules of parenting. Don't drop the baby. Uh, even if you don't want it, just keep a hold of, of it. <laughs> and yeah. don't suggest yourself for babysitting if you're not down. <laughs> I'm going to do – no, I was going to – okay, this is a runner-up. Shittizen, mini shittizen, Cindy. Just You've got to go back to WA. What are you doing here? Give the lines to someone else. Give Dippy all of Cindy's lines. She's, she's getting into the old saddest speech in Aaronsborough territory. Get out, here. Cindy. Go to your job. Anyway, but my real I'll give citizen of the week, Zancan, reach for the stars, girl. <laughs> Just don't let anyone tell you you can't be a physician. Do I get to have one? or do yeah, you yeah, 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 100%. I've got a citizen of the week. I reckon it's Therese. Like I'm, yes. a, I'm a fat lady. I love a fat lady in a TV show. <laughs> I love a saucy, sassy fat lady busting everyone's chops at the pool table. But also she's an AA fellow and took care of Sonia in her hour of need, all without breaking a sweat, all with the perfect bangs. And I love that lady. And she's getting her work done at the same time, just kicking career goals. Yeah, she is the Beyonce of Neighbours. And I think she was best on ground at the Logie Awards because they have 
you know, all the hot young things were with their stylists and glamming up to the nines. And Tarage is there in her beautiful fringe and I thought Rebecca looked stunning. At the she Logan's. did, yeah. I thought and she won the day. I only – on the actual night because Vera and I were, were live tweeting it basically mm. – we saw like a brief glimpse of Mavorni and a brief glimpse of Lily. So that's Pipes and Zancan. But then we didn't see the knack- the twin Ackers or Amy were there until I was watching A Current Affair the, the next night. And right at the very end of it, there was a trio doing some daggy dancing and it was the twin Ackers and Amy. <laughs> yeah, our old mates it's on, doing it's, us proud. It's on um, the Neighbours Council now yeah. as well. We are cooking up some stuff in the pipeline for our 100th episode in the coming months. So I'll keep you posted on that. It's a new month. It's July. So that means I've got to put up some new bonus outtakes on uh, our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash neighbourspod. If you want to chuck us a couple of bucks, that helps uh, cover our monthly expenses. And I think I might put up a blooper of Kate's baby Madge attempting to say one of Nell's lines this week. I actually Kat's, thought... Kate's grooming a star. I thought the line was going to be pretty simple for her, but it turns out that Nell's got more acting chops than I, I give her credit for. Kate's like, my kids can be a star if Nell can do it. And, and look, baby Madge, she's only three, whereas Nell's, what, five or six? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so we'll pop that up. And have a look at my thoughts on Evil Millsy as Cedric in Puffs. If you're in Melbourne over the coming weeks, it's extended its season. Just Google Puffs the Play AU. Carla, tell us about Across the Aisle. Where do, where is it? Uh, yes, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Across the Aisle. Our social media is at Across Aisle on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, yeah, if you go to the theatre or you're interested about going into the theatre, listen to our show. We'll definitely reconvene next time a neighbour treads the boards. Yes, for sure. Oh, if, only, if only we could revisit the drabbening when we went and saw him in the bodyguard. We'll show oh. Carla our video highlights of the bodyguard. Kate. I am at Remude. And I'm Vaya Pashos at Neighbours Pod on the socials. And we'll chat to you guys soon. Bye. 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 Neighbours should be there for